So yeah, welcome to the Creativity Podcast. I'm here with Pat Reagan and, and Don. We're, uh, we're going to be talking about, Don's a quite quite a prolific YouTuber, talks about all kinds of Raspberry Pi stuff, Raspberry Pi based tinkering for the most part, coding. And he has a lot of other interests that we'll talk about. Maybe some of the stuff that he doesn't get into on YouTube that wouldn't necessarily be, I don't want to say appropriate, but just not not subject, not subject appropriate. So, so yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Don, we've been talking a little bit, but how, how's your, how's your day going? You having a good, good day so far? My day's going pretty well. As a matter of fact, um, right after this, I'm actually headed to vacation. So oh. good timing. <laughs> yeah. Well, Are yeah. we allowed to ask you where yeah, you're going? Like literally, um, we rented an Airbnb, uh, up North a little in Connecticut. So we're going to be hanging out for the, taking a long weekend just to hang out by the riverside. And you know, relax, get away from the nice. city. Yeah. A little bit. I want to you, tell you, you Connecticut's in... beautiful, but I've only—I think I've only driven through it. I don't think I stopped. <laughs> now you live yeah. in New York, correct? Are you in uh, which yeah. Uh, yeah. borough? I guess that's what they call them. The uh, which are you? Well, I'm originally Brooklyn, from Brooklyn, okay. so I've always—I grew up in Brooklyn. I lived in Brooklyn. I, I was from Brooklyn for a very long time. Then I moved out to Long Island. Um, probably now in a blink of an eye, it's like 10 years now. So I'm officially a Long Islander. So I live in Long Island okay. now. So not too far from the city, um, about like an hour drive, maybe. Yeah. Especially like when all the hidden gems, like restaurants and food and everything, like you find like nice little niches and places. Uh, Brooklyn is a nice place to hang out in, but you know, I've done all that. I've been there most of my life. So it, it's I like it in Long Island now, so it's it. I got my own little land. I got my own little spot, you know, stuff like that. And it's not as busy or loud like the city is, you know. Nice. So, um, definitely, I'm more settled down now than I was like ten years ago. And fu- funny to say, so I saw a little TikTok video, and I'm born in the '80s. And funny to say is, when somebody says 1970s, I still think it's 30 years ago. But it's not. Yeah, it's not 30 years ago, it's is it? 50 years, 50 years ago. That's a long time. Yeah. And that blows my mind on how fast time have changed, like how fast time traveled. Just because now I'm like, wait, I'm not, you know, in the 2000s anymore. Don, I, ha- yeah. I have to, being someone who's in his early, four, early getting in mid 40s here, I have to tell you that the 70s were not 50 years ago. I'm not 50 years old yet. I'm. <laughs> And I was born in the 70s. You're making me 10 years older than I am. And oh my gosh. I'm... <laughs> but you think about it. The beginning of the 70s were pretty much, we're more than 50 years ago, right? Yeah. So I know. I'm, I'm almost 40. So it just blows my mind how fast. The 90s were still 10 years football. ago to me. And they always Thank will you. be. 90s were still t- 10 yep. years ago. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. I think that's I think that's accurate. Um, so, yeah. So so Don, did you start? You now you you're pretty prolific YouTuber. Did you start YouTubing when you were in in Brooklyn, or did you wait till you got into a bigger a bigger place like you have now? You got a, a studio and stuff. You're in the in the basement. Is that is that correct? And it's um it's a very funny story um to say the least. Okay, so. I've always tinkered. I've always loved tinkering. Now, I never grew up with money. And that means like you get what you get. And if you wanted to make something work or something, you have to figure it out. You're going to tinker it. So back in the day, I've been overclocking computers back in the 90s. You know, like you have a 233 megahertz Pentium 1 and you wanted to go to 266. You would change a little bit of the clock. 
you're overclocking just to get that little bit of speed. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. And we didn't have necessarily the money to buy more stuff or newer stuff. So you're always constantly pushing the envelope on every technology you got. So I grew up tinkering everything I had just to, you know, use the very last bit of technology you can out of it, right? And that led to opening a website, uh, Novaspirit.com, back in 2010, before YouTube was really a thing. So I had this website that I used to show off all my tinkering creations. Like I would put a graphic card, like 2010, I was putting graphic card in laptops. And that is like 10 years ago when people weren't even doing that. And that stuff was on my website. And this is when the start of YouTube was just getting popular where Barnacles and Jay's Two Cents was just coming into the scene. Linus Tech Tips was coming into the scene. I was watching them all the time. And I decided to shift my platform from web to, you know, video because I feel that videography was a better way of demonstrating some of the, some of the stuff that you were trying to do on a website. You couldn't really portray how to like clip this in or how to do certain uh, builds or certain, you try to explain something on words is different from showing them visually. So I decided to shift over to doing YouTube be like end of 2015 and that's how i kind of just started but it's been a it's been a learning curve i mean i was not into anything cameras i, w- I didn't even know what a camera i was using my cell phone and a webcam and you know my cell phone to record the audio my webcam to film my face and one of my earlier videos i cannot watch those those are cringe <laughs> because they were so poor and i was using what movie maker from windows to put them together and you know, everybody thinks you got to start with, like, the fancy cameras or whatever. No, you, you know, you, you can start whatever you want. You just got to push yourself to do it. So I, I ended up starting to do that, and I learned about cameras. I bought my first DSLR used for, like, $100, learned how to use that, beat the crap out of that one, then bought another one, and then slowly I learned how to do all this lighting and and audio, video, and everything. So... Back to your question, where was it originally started with YouTube? Uh, no, it was, you know, I was always into this, and then I started a website and then shifted into YouTube. Right, right. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, it seems like that's, seems like that's the way things, I don't know. I'm sure you're not the only person that's kind of gone from that shift to another, but that's interesting. I'm the IT guy that everybody comes to. So they're like, hey, can you help me fix this? And then if I need to show them certain things, it's easier to visually show them. So that just kind of click, like, let me just start making videos of these and document stuff that I do. And you guys know, you you guys use Linux all the time and you can't remember every single command, every single folder structure. So when I'm trying to refer back to something, I actually go back to my own videos because I created it before and I know like, hey, this information is still valid. That's how I'm going to finish this project off and redo it That's one of my again. favorite yeah, things about starting my blog is that I've documented so many things that I could go look back on. And even sometimes just knowing like I was wondering the other day, when did I buy my graphics card that's in this computer here? And I could go back, oh yeah, I bought it in 2017 or whatever. I don't know. I'm making that up. I don't know what year it was, but it's nice to be able to go back and refer to your own documentation later. Yeah, exactly. And especially that since YouTube allows monetization, you know, like why yeah. not? Oh, yeah. you know, you're Absolutely. not? You're not losing anything out of it. And most of the stuff that I do 
is just tutorials and stuff like that. And I mainly shifted into Raspberry Pi by accident. Don, don't say just so, tutorials. <laughs> tutorials are the hardest thing to make, and it's the most work. That's true. I don't know if it's the hardest thing to make, but it is so much work laying things out step after step after step yeah. and getting it right and you're you're doing fantastic work Don. it's somebody has to do it and thank i'm glad you. you're doing it <laughs> thank you <laughs> i try i try to try to do as much as i can with the least amount of um how would i would say like i watch a lot of videos throughout my course i watch a lot of videos and I, sometimes i can't believe how a tutorial could be 40 minutes, not even say like 15 minutes long when it's like a five minute video, yes. you know, like, and I, I don't, I, as much as I want to make an eight minute minute video plus, sometimes you just can't. And I don't want to flood people with nonsense no. to get it to that yep. mark. And there's a lot no, I, of that. On I, the I really, right now, you know? I really appreciate that. I, I feel like some things like, okay, you want to do this, you try to get the tutorial and it's, it's like, you know, something on Final Cut Pro or whatever. And it's really two minutes or 30 seconds of information, but the video is eight minutes long. It's like, hello, just, just yeah, give me what I want, you know, but it, I guess that's how things go. Yeah. And in the YouTube sphere, um, having an eight minute video allows for multiple monetization right, points. Right. And that brings you more revenue. You almost double for the same video. So people are trying to get to eight minute mark just so they could put multiple ads. And like I said, I I really can't give you, I don't want to fluff to give you eight minutes. So I try to make my tutorials as to the point as possible. Sometimes it does reach like 10 minutes or 12 minutes, but that's yeah. what it is. But yeah. if if I if I can't make it, it's going to be a five minute video. I have tons of five minute videos. Uh, that's awesome. I mean, if it needs to be longer, sure, it needs to be longer, but sometimes, sometimes it doesn't, certainly. Right. Are, are, you, are you doing this in in uh final cut pro yeah, eight minutes yeah, later exactly. click this button i know it's oh. you're doing yeah. fantastic don I, uh. we appreciate it now now do you do, you do this full-time or you said you're an it guy so do you I, do you have another job too or is this your 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 gig um technically i have four three really jobs. three or four jobs you could say three or four okay so i am a network security okay. engineer so my main job is network security. I do, I work for, uh, my company works for banks. So we um, set up their IPS units, firewalls, um, tons of security stuff, you know, stuff like that. Stuff that I actually don't talk about on my channel because that that's a, it's a sensitive topic, but it's not because yes, it would be great. And I think I could blow up my channel by doing security stuff because there's so many people who are interested in it. And I'm very familiar with it because I, I, I do it for a living, but I don't want to mix my work into my hobby. And then my hobby feels yeah. like work. So I will sprinkle on some security stuff onto my videos, but I don't directly go for it because there's enough people out there to cover it. And to be honest, security wise, it's not evergreen. Um, hmm. what I mean by that is you could release something about a security bug today, next year, it'll be relevant because it's been patched. So that video is never going to get views again. So I, I never wanted, I never, never really want to do security stuff on my, uh, channel just because it's going to feel like work and the videos can't be evergreen. You know, like I could teach you how to install a firewall, but 
a year from now, that firewall software might not even be relevant. It might be another firewall software. I do. You know? I know exactly right. what you're talking about. Yeah. So um, my second job that I do is I work for an, so I worked for an IT company. Well, not an IT company. I work for a um, property inspection company or bank. So it's property inspection. So basically, you know, Walmart, uh, Lowe's, whatever, that big parking lot that mm-hmm. you usually go to, it's not owned by Walmart or Home Depot or Lowe's. It's actually owned by the bank, and they lease it out to these uh, clients. So the bank doesn't know how the structure looks. They don't know how uh, if the concrete's broken, you know, or something like that. Because if somebody trips on the walkway, they're not suing Lowe's. They're suing the bank. Oh, so that's why Walmart doesn't own the parking lot. Yeah, they don't own the parking lot. So basically, the bank needs to know how the property looks every four months, every three months, whatever it is. So they hire these um, property inspectors to go out and take pictures and, you know, document the whole thing. If if the boiler is leaking, whatever, anything that needs to be done, they go out and document it for the banks. So they know like, hey, that was not there etc etc you know stuff like that and i don't work in that portion i do the it portion so i set up their servers i set up their networking i set up the thing from ground up so i've been with this company since the beginning since this company started uh, back in 2010 and then we just uh well my boss decided to kind of like downsize but not downsize we were nationwide and it's a lot of work. We had a lot of employees and, and being nationwide versus being tri-state, he was able to make more money by reducing. So he sold off the nationwide company to another company and then just kept the tri-state mm-hmm. by himself. So I still work for him, but I never really go into the office. I still maintain the servers. I still do all that stuff. So that's a, that's a second job that I do. And it's, it's really, a, I still get paycheck, you know, stuff like that. It's a normal job. And then uh, the third thing, um, YouTube. Sure. You know, like I do um, this right now. And it's a side gig. Um, I try to record when I have free time. And usually it's either the weekend or I have a day from out of the week that I'm off, like a Wednesday or a Thursday. So I would take that day, record everything, and then the weekend I would edit it and stuff like that. So that's how I'm only able to push out like one, maybe two videos a week. Because it's it's a lot of work, especially coming up with a topic, testing the topic, filming the topic, then editing the whole thing, and you know trying to push that out. So that's the third job, and then the fourth job is family. Oh, yeah. You know, sure. <laughs> I have my son, For sure, my wife, and that's well, I wouldn't say it's a job, but you know, that's another thing that keeps me busy. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, well, that's pretty. That's pretty amazing. I, I mean, I you know, I have I have family myself, and that that certainly keeps me busy. And then, you know, I own. I guess I do this for a living as far as, well, it's a, it's a weird thing because I work for myself, but you know, I do do stuff like, well, I made that macro pad that we talked about and I, um, mostly what I do is technical writing. So it's, it's an interesting working thing, working for yourself. And, you know, as, as you do, Don, it's, you know, you're kind of saying it's kind of hard to sometimes separate your, your hobbies from your work. And I, I feel like, I feel like everything I do is a little bit of both. I don't know. But I don't know. Do you ever get that? Do you ever get that sense that it's hard to get away from doing something that's work? Or you? Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, a lot of the times, I, I, I kind, I'm in the fence of moving the studio. That's the problem. Like, because it's so easy access, mm. 
I'm constantly wanting to come down here and do something and film something and that takes away from my other responsibilities and that becomes a problem sometimes because like one day I'll be like watching TV and I'm like oh I, I just thought of an idea I gotta come down here and t check it out because the studio slash where office is so close to my grasp yeah. it's very hard to separate this portion from you know my daily life as far as like the security job and this no, I, I know to keep yeah, them yeah. separate because I don't, you know, I don't want to really mix any of that. And I don't really, like, go in too deep with that stuff. But as far as, like, home and YouTube, that definitely, you know, mixes in sometimes. So, so just, just physically here, now just so people understand, now you're in the basement, correct? And you've got a, you've got a closet behind correct. you. Or, or are you in the, you're not in yeah. the closet, you're... Okay. No. All right. <laughs> Just to show you guys, this is a boiler. Right here is the tank for the oil. Okay. And I have a little meter over there. But yeah, that little, this whole thing right behind me is my tank. So it might look like I am in a closet, but I am currently not. But this, is, I'll give you a quick tour. So over here, I have a little bit of a. Uh, all my 3D printers are on the shelf. Then I have my, um, what do you call SLA printers over here, the uh, epoxy printers. And then moving around to the opposite side, I have my laundry. And then my other shelf where I do all my little projects. Oh, wow. With another 3D printer over there as well. And then all the my my basic desk where I just toss everything. You know, the, the computer right, desk. right. You know, where you want, if you got to fix a computer, that's where you go. And, all and, that and I, th I think I saw a silver play button somewhere around there, too. That's, uh, ah, so yeah. there you go. Silver play so button. That's right good. Nice. Um, so, so you have, you have your office here for the YouTube stuff. And then you actually, you actually do stuff for your security job in another office, or do you, because you were saying something. Yes. Uh, that, that is another, I have a third, I have a three rooms in this house. So master bedroom, my son's bedroom, and then I have another guest bedroom that I converted into, well, it's got a day bed in there and then it's got okay. a guest. And then that's where my ultra wide and my desktop and everything, that's where I really edit and do all my stuff. Okay. So the computer that you actually see here is actually my test computer that I usually, you usually see in all my okay. videos. But, but Don, I, I was going to ask you, you mentioned you got into Raspberry Pi kind of by accident. So what, what's, what's the story there? Okay, here's the thing. I originally started my channel solely for 3D printing. Really? Yeah, I got, I bought, I spent $400. My wife was yelling at me at that time. Like I spent $400, $500 on my 3D printer, which is the old uh, Purser i3 plastic acrylic frames and stuff like that. Built that up. My first one done was a wooden i3 clone. Well, yeah. okay. Before the wooden one. Yeah, right after right, the wooden well, same one. About, I, I wasn't an early adopter. I mean, I was early enough, but wow. there were plastic ones available when I bought mine. It wasn't that old. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to act like I've been three D printing longer than you've done. Probably about the same. <laughs> so back in two thousand fifteen, I bought my first three D printer, and um, I was like, I didn't want to get into that tech scene like Barnacles or Linus Tech Tips because I don't have the surplus of motherboards and stuff to review and stuff like that. So I decided to. 3D print, you know, stuff. Just Thingiverse was just coming in. There was a lot of stuff you could do. And 
and 3D printing was my window to get in. So my first months, maybe four or five months of videos were just 3D printing. And that Christmas, this is 2015, that Christmas I received my first Raspberry Pi. I got it as a present from my cousin. And I was like, this is an interesting thing. It's Linux, it's, it's got all this stuff, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. And I proceeded to play around with it and I really enjoyed how you could fit so much things into a Raspberry Pi, especially like server appliances. And that just clicked in my head. And then I was like, can I install Windows on this thing? That was one of my first Raspberry Pi videos. Yep. So so what's what's the it answer? Was installing Windows. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that video blew up. And I was like, wait, there is something yep. here. So since then, I started tackling Raspberry Pi tutorials and videos to learn more about it myself, as well as uh, show people what I have done and other stuff that may not have been discovered. So my channel literally blew up because of the Raspberry Pi stuff that I've been doing. So I still tackle 3D printing. That's how come you see so many, because I do 3D printer mm -hmm. reviews. But I'm not into like three, three, uh, printing everything I see, like, you know, 3D printing nerd. You know, he prints everything. Uh, I, I do the reviews. I'll print some stuff out, but I'm not as into it as I am into Raspberry Pis or now Home Lab. Most of the stuff that I'm doing right now is more Home Lab. Home Lab is a great uh, hashtag. Uh, shifted towards yeah, Homeland, hashtag. So, yeah, I accidentally stumbled across it. I wasn't even thinking about doing Raspberry Pi until I got that one board, nice. and now that's all I do. So, so uh, can I assume you have an OctoPrint set up? I hope. Okay. Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. I have OctoPrint set up. Actually, I might... Mm, I don't know where I put it because I had to use it for a second for something. Yeah, that's always... It's somewhere around, but it has uh, the new webcam on it, like the one that um, one of these guys. Oh, yeah. The, that's oh, yeah. the high-quality camera. Those are great. Yeah, it does the time-lapse for me and all that stuff. So I have OctoPrint with the new lens on the, on one of my 3D printers. Up on have the you show. guys uh, seen the new Octo 4A OctoPrint for Android? No. It's an APK. No. It runs, you plug your printer into your Android phone. And it could use the webcam as your camera for the time lapses and whatnot. And it's Octoprint runs on the phone. You don't need the Pi. Just by you saying this right now, that's yes. probably going to be on my Good. video. It like should be. It's a really neat idea. I, I love the idea because I, I have a drawer full of old Android phones here. That's Yeah, a tablet. Yeah, a tablet. A tablet. Oh, and so many of the phones have nice cameras, too, for the time lapses. Yeah. I'm... I'm, I'm waiting to hear how state well i don't want to change anything do i i mean i have this all running i'm not gonna but as long as it's stable it's this is interesting to me yeah yeah no i guess that's the thing too pat it's like you know i've got a i think a raspberry pi 3 running on mine and you know every once in a while i was like well maybe i should upgrade but it works and what am i you know yeah, I, it I guess it's job. always Sometimes you think, well, is this the tool or is this the project? I think I feel like that's always. I think we've talked about that bat before. It's kind of something you have to kind of like ask yourself sometimes. I agree. No, because I have so many Raspberry Pi four boards, but my OctoPrint is still Raspberry Pi three. <laughs> like I, it's so tuned in. I, I refuse to upgrade it, and it's gonna stay like that for yeah. quite some time. Well, let me ask you guys, because I'm I'm a bit of a I'm a mechanical engineer by by whatever education. So I feel like I'm kind of a, uh, I don't know, I'm always learning in this world, I guess, but 
if I were to pop the pop the card out of my three three B or whatever, pop it into a four and put it back on my three um, D printer, would it work or would there be problems? No, nope. really, it work. That's yep. that's amazing to me. But uh, yeah, what happened is uh, the depends on when you built it. If you made that SD card when Raspberry Pi 4 was around, which now it's been a couple of years, um, then yes, it has the kernel inside the boot folder and it should just work. You could just plug it in and it's transferable. Okay. Um, if it's before that, then you might need to download the newer kernel, like do a sudo update and stuff like that to get the newer kernels, and then you could swap okay. it over. Well, that's interesting. I, I, it may have actually been before that. For, it's, been, it's been a while since I've messed with it, to be, to be totally honest. But yeah, I, I mean, so I guess I guess your channel is all about Raspberry Pi, obviously, and you do some 3D printing stuff. But I feel like, you you know, you you tend to keep it pretty focused on the tech, technological side of, of things. Um, but we did see, I did see you have a second channel, which I don't think, yeah, I don't know how much work you put into it that these days or what, but I some really neat videos on that. It looks like you guys went to... Um, Went to Hong Kong a few years ago? Oh, yeah. So um, I started another channel to document our... Okay. It's a, it's like a fad. I don't know how to explain it. Um, I was really into watching vlogging. Yeah. People vlogging, you know, like their, their daily lives. This was a couple of years ago. So I was really big into watching other people do it. I was like, I have the equipment. I have the know-how. I know you how to do edit. it. Why can't I could do it too? And I decided to start. And that was one of our vacations that we were going on. We went to Hong Kong. I have family okay. there. I'm oh, okay. from there. And did, did you grow up? Because I feel like you uh, you sound like a New Yorker. But did, so you grew up in Hong Kong? Or? I was born in Hong Kong, and then I came here when I was like okay. Five. All right. I know I could speak both languages fluently. I could speak um, Cantonese oh, fluently. Oh, nice. But um, English, just you know, because I'm so young, it just I could just pick it. Right That's up. great. So, so, so but when you yeah. went to Hong Kong, can they tell when you speak Cantonese? Can they tell you're from America or 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 not? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, so my Chinese accent is not that bad. So it actually sounds like I'm from okay. Hong Kong. That's nice. Uh, but you could pick up some words that I forgot because the way we speak is like backwards or forwards compared to Chinese. So when we ask a question, you know, like Spanish, there's like sometimes the word sure. would be behind a certain word. I forget that. Because I am so used sure. to speaking English, and then I would mix that up, and then they would know. But my tone and my voice sounds like I'm native because I, I speak it with my family. I speak it with, so I never really lost it. But my son, that I've been trying to teach him Chinese, you could so tell he's got an accent. He doesn't have a Chinese accent. He's got an American accent, completely different the way we we sound and tone. I, and I bet, I bet he speaks Cantonese better than I do. I do. Hey, I. I I, don't know. I, I had a I had a question about that though. There was one I, I I was fascinated by that video and I was seeing something. It was a a temple or something like that. It had had um let's see Ch Chinese characters yeah. I guess and then it had Spanish and then mm -hmm. it had English and it it was but it wasn't it wasn't uh, North American Spanish. Yeah. Well, that building is actually in Macau okay. and Macau is they have a lot of Spanish uh, speaking people uh, actually okay. Portuguese. A lot of Portuguese-speaking people. That's, That's probably why it doesn't look quite Spanish to you, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah because that's all Portuguese okay. over there. And they have Chinese and Portuguese, and um, that's why it's all native. So um, when you go to Macau, 
you'll have that language barrier. You have to take a boat to get there and stuff like that. And it's a different ferry than the one that goes to Staten Island. Yeah, <laughs> way different. <laughs> if you're going to take the same ferry, it's going to take you like days, maybe weeks. Yeah. Well, that's that's cool though. So, so you did that for a while, and you I, it looks like you haven't done a whole lot on that channel. That, that was kind of a no. I I tend to not have enough time to work on other channels, and that's my problem. I really I so I started another gaming channel, Linux, just for Linux gaming. Oh, nice. So I put up some stuff there, and I'm trying to get it uh, working. But the lack there of time between trying to do videos for this channel, work, and you know other stuff, I barely have time to work on another channel which i really do want to so um the channel that you are talking about which is nova spirit tv i was gonna convert that i actually filmed about eight videos of working on my car so i'm a big car guy nice. i i built cars from the ground up i've built engines before I'm, I'm a big car guy and a lot of my channel doesn't even show this but um i just bought a wrx recently subaru wrx really good price and i've been doing a lot of work to it i well, redid the exhaust i redid the turbo i redid the intake did a lot of work to the car and i've been filming the whole thing nice uh i'm up to like seven or eight videos so i was planning to edit those videos to put on the nova spirit tv channel the one that you saw and see if i could kick that nice. off well, well hey, but, uh, listen you know i we don't go even tell you this exactly we just kind of got started but usually we take a coffee break and maybe we could come back and talk about some of the other things, like, like your hobby of uh, working on cars, maybe talk about NFTs a little bit, racing simulators, maybe FCB, sure. FPV drones a little bit, depending on what we have time for. Does that sound? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, great. so we'll take a little coffee break here, and we'll come back, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about some of those other stuff. I, I think that'll be awesome. Yeah, so, we'll see you, everybody, in yeah. about right. uh, 47 seconds. Yeah, sounds good. We'll be back. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how many. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the coffee break, where uh, Jeremy and I we uh, drink some coffee, and uh, we're going to tell you our top five patrons on Patreon. Our top five patrons are Positive Waves, Christina Kearney, Raptor, Michael Sizer, and a brand new Patreon, Carl. So thanks so much for your support. Uh, we really appreciate it. And if somebody did want to become a Patreon. Where would they go, They Pat? would go to patreon.com slash the creativity podcast with a the That's in there. Correct. And we'll put that on the screen so the, the, you can spell that. Yeah, we probably will if, if I or and or Pat remember. So And thank you, Carl. Welcome, Carl. Thank you for uh, supporting us. We appreciate it. For sure. Also, if you feel like giving us like a thumbs up on the YouTube channel or on whatever way you listen to this, I think that'd be... That'd be awesome, yeah, too. Yeah, and YouTube doesn't and, count and he, dislikes anymore, Jeremy. So if you want to comment dislike, if you don't like it, just write it in. Just write dislike in a comment and hit submit. And we'll we'll count those manually. Yeah, sounds sounds good, Pat. All right, well, we'll get you back to your previously scheduled show, or so they said on, on TV. TV. Do you remember I TV? I remember TV. Back in the 70s, in the right, Pat? 50 years ago in the 70s. Well, uh, welcome back from the coffee break. I got my uh, cold coffee from uh, Costco, actually. I think uh, Don's got some some liquid, and Pat does as well. I think he's yeah. probably got just water. water today you know. from Nicaragua. Nicaragua? Nicaragua. Did, I was looking I for a, you... bean, a new bean to try, and all that reminded that was the, I'd never bought any from Nicaragua before, and all I thought of was when I was a kid on the news, they always used to be introducing reporters and saying, live from Nicaragua. 
and I didn't know why at the time. Did, did you, did you, um, how far back in the woods did you have to hike to get this, this coffee? I had to hike all the way to Nicaragua. It's like 80 miles or something from Dallas to Nicaragua. Yeah. Well, did you take, did you take, you could have taken a boat, right? Across the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, I can't and... take a boat. I'm afraid of the waves. They make me seasick. <laughs> well, anyway, you, know, on you, that, guys, uh... you guys, everybody missed this because it was on the coffee break, but Don and Jeremy have been talking about fairies and taking fairies. And all I'd, when I picture a ferry, I picture a thing that you drive, a boat you drive your car up onto, and then you drive it off on the other side. And what they're talking about, it didn't feel like that was what they were doing at all. And I was very confused. Yeah, but, uh, apparently, according, according to Don, these ferries in, um, in Hong Kong, and, and according to me, the ferries in Seattle, they're more like airplanes. And, you know, you just sit down and you just go, go where I you're know. going. Put your luggage up on top. You sit down. Goodness. Yeah. yeah. So, where do you put your car? Does it go in the yeah, overhead bin? Or? You don't. <laughs> you leave it. You leave it somewhere else, I guess. Um, yeah, but you ferry the person, not the car. Speaking of speaking of cars, though, Don, you were talking about something about you have a, a WRX, which is that's a, a Subaru car that I, WRX. That's right. Which is a yeah. car I always thought was awesome to get, but I don't I don't know that I'll get one anytime soon. Is it a STI or is it the uh, standard WRX? Okay, WRX. Yeah. So um, I, I personally like the WRX over the SDI, even though the SDI is a much better car because of how it's built. Can you can you elaborate on that a little bit? I'm, I'm curious now. WRX has two engines, which is the 2.0 and the 2.5. So the SDI has the bigger block 2.5 with the, uh, the turbo and everything, and it creates about 300 horsepower on crank. The WRX, the one that I have, is uh, which is a 2005 it's got the ej 2.0 or the 2.0 motor it's um this one is built with only about 220 horsepower but the engine lasts a little bit longer than the 2.5 okay all right so, so it's a little bit a little bit tougher -wise, tougher engine yeah and and you know it's a little bit of a tougher engine. you know don my uh my minivan my sienna i believe has about 200 something horsepower so just 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 throwing that out there but um you know what that means? Oh, once you go over 200 horsepower, you need to put a wing on it. Yeah. So you, you kind of yeah, need a I wing could be on like the, the, uh, the A team, right? That then roll up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. So uh, I recently picked this up actually from a friend who is the original owner. So this is like the best nice. deal you could ever get because I exactly know every part that went into the car. And I even have the window sticker, you know, like everything. It's not handed down to like five different people. It's literally my friend who bought it brand new. He sold it to me because he had to get a bigger car and I just bought it off him. And this is my spare car. So it's not like it, I need it or anything. So I have time to work on it. If I broke it and I need to fix it next week, it's fine. I could just leave it in the driveway for the whole week and nobody would bother me because I, that's not my main car. And I've always been fascinated with cars. I've always worked on cars. So ever since I had my son, I kind of stopped. And now that my son is a little bit older, he's 10 now, well, nine and a half, but it's almost 10. I don't need to watch him as much so I could like work on my car, you know? So I finally started getting back into it and I hate myself for it because my back is just killing me every time I crawl under the yep. car and I'm like, oh, no, oh. <laughs> why did I do this? Plus your son's still got this tiny little hand so he can get in and reach the, reach the nuts that you can't quite. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good. Oh yeah. 100%. So right now I've been doing a lot of stuff. I installed a Raspberry Pi into my car. 
I saw the thumbnail so for that video, headset. but I didn't get to watch it yet. It's a full build. It's I'm using um, Android Auto operating system. Um, it connects to your phone wirelessly, so I get Android Auto wirelessly. It's got all the gauges, so I can see my turbo and all that stuff on the center console. And I'm using a little $50 7-inch screen. And then I 3D printed the bezel, 3D printed the housing, and made everything 3D printed and hooked up everything together. Don, you together. have no idea how jealous I, I am. Myself. Because when I had an all-wheel drive turbo car, we used to use Palm Pilots to data log and check our timing and our, you know, uh, injector duty cycle and things and O2 sensor. Yeah. On a little tiny little Palm Pilot, it's the I'm so jealous. That's, that sounds awesome. Actually, Pat, that sounds pretty awesome too. It was pretty <laughs> awesome. It was fantastic at the time. It was amazing, but 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 Don, you you have so you have this linked into the what the OBD2 port, the, the diagnostics yep. port, so it it gets all. Can you yep. tune the uh, the boost settings and stuff like that through it? Does that can that? Uh, that I have another computer, which is the Cobb. To tune all oh. this stuff, so I have to unhook my my regular car, you know, my Raspberry Pi, to use another one to tune it. So yes, I could tune everything. So I am um, up to 17 psi right now, and default is 13 and okay. a half. What? Uh, so I am. What kind of turbo do you have on there? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a very small one, okay. the factory turbo. Okay. I'm not. I, I want to replace yeah. it, um, but eventually, I, I, right now it's in the winter times. So I don't want to touch the car. I literally just parked it the other week to the side of my house, and that thing's being covered. You know, I'm not touching yep. it for the winter. I, I mean, that's not, you know, I, I live in Florida. I don't live up north, like in, you know, South Carolina or something like that. So, so you know, it's... <laughs> no, it's, it's it's funny. It's it's like the opposite here. It's like it's beautiful now, but then in the summer, you don't want to you don't want to leave your house. Yeah, in the summer it's humid where you are. In, in the summer then, it's more humid. In the winter it's a little less humid. Yeah. Right. It's beautiful. It's 76 yeah. degrees today. I'm thinking about getting on my wheel and taking my laptop to the park after we're done with this. It's a nice Wait day. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> right now I'm freezing. My my basement is 68 degrees. <laughs> you know, I'm okay, but, you know, like, it, it does get a little bit I chilly down here as I'm recording. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's awesome. That's, that's so, that sounds like such a fun fun project it got me on, yeah. on your wrx don have you looked into uh, have you ever heard of water injection yeah water in your, into your airstream no. we used to use it instead it's a you inject a mist of water right after the intercooler and it lowers the temperature of the air it uh it's a knock retardant so it you could run your boost just a little bit higher it's a really inexpensive way to get a few extra psi and it works fit. And supposedly the steam in the cylinder head, steam cleans your cylinders, takes some of that gunk off the, you know, off the valves and off of the, I don't know. I've never, yeah. we didn't have cameras to stick down in our intakes back then, though, to see how we did this. <laughs> no, I, I actually have not thought about using water injection. Um, I know people install, um, you know, the uh, wiper cooler. Uh, the wiper, um, the alcohol yeah. from the wiper, and they, they spray it directly onto the intercooler yeah. to cool down the intercooler. Some of the itself. folks I used to know who were doing water injection did both. They'd use the same pump to to hit to spray the the spray. outside of the intercooler. Plus, you put one line mm-hmm. going into the. And my one friend who did it, he was just using his windshield washer reservoir for everything because has a little bit of alcohol yeah, in it. He told me, <laughs> and the soap yeah. doesn't really hurt, but. 
No. But yeah, he. he no, I have not thought about it. It's fantastic, that. and it, you should. I highly recommend looking at it because it's only about two hundred bucks to do a good system, and it's get you at least two or three psi if you have oh. enough turbo left. Hmm. That's true. I mean, I'll take a look at it and see where I go with that. Maybe I can have the Raspberry yeah. Pi control it. <laughs> oh, yeah, all we got like... to do, we were, we didn't have micro. Con I, I'm so jealous of Arduinos and 3D printing. I would love to have this stuff when we were doing this. All we had was we'd rig a switch up on the throttle body at full throttle. So it would, when you went full throttle, it would You'll just it. spam. Yeah, that was the best we could do at the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, 2002. Hmm. Yeah. God bless. You know, ironically enough, I'm a mechanical engineer, but I don't, I don't mess with cars that much. I guess I sh probably should. It's, it, it's an interest, but it's it's very expensive hobby. I don't know if you want to get into it. Yeah, no, this for, is kind sure. of why I pivoted to FPV drones, uh, Don, because it's FPV is expensive. I literally was going to take my FPV for this vacation that's coming up. And I broke all my props, and I didn't get any replacement. I thought I had replacement, but I don't have a replacement, so I now oh, can't even bring it in. I always that's tell people that I I, my whole bag full of quads and gear, I've spent more on a turbocharger to put in a car than all my gear that I carry with me costs. So it's a different, it's a that different magnitude of expense, which is awesome. Yeah. But it scratches all those same itches of I want to go fast. I want to, you know. I want to go fast. I want to modify things. I want to make things faster. It's this, except I'm not in there. That's kind of a bummer. With the car, it's fun to be in the car, right? But I'm, I mean, yeah. it's probably good you're not in there sometimes, Pat. It is. I can't. I can't take nine G's like Tom Cruise in Top Gun. What? A, what am I? I'm just an old yeah. man. Well, you know, then the second Top Gun that may be coming at some point in the future, he'll be older. He's got Tom's got to be like sixty at this point, right? Seventy? Yeah. Oh yeah, something like that. No, I think he's about sixty. Not, yeah, not seventy, I don't think. But yeah, so you know, he can still he can still do it apparently. Yeah, he's still doing his own stunts. He just did that Mission Impossible a couple of years ago, that which was pretty crazy. It's, yeah, it's it's interesting. This guy. I don't know. I don't know where I'm. I don't know where I'm going with that. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drones drones seem like a. Good hobby too. The last time I, we did this, uh, we did one of these interviews. Jeremy got me all excited that uh, we were going to have a Cowboy Curtis movie for, with Pee Wee Herman, and turned out he was just pulling my chain. And now I feel <laughs> terrible. Now I'm bummed out. No, but the, you can't no, trust there is going to be another Top Gun movie. I, I saw the there previews is. for it, like this is like years. Yeah. Ago. Yeah. It's been coming out for like four or five, like three years, right? There's a new Matrix movie coming out. That one. What do you What do you think, Don? Is that going to be awesome, or is that going to be no so good? I don't know because I love the Matrix. Like that's that's like a the first movie was one of the best movies I ever watched. You know, and then following along with the other stuff, it was all right. I don't know where this is going to take it because he kind of lost his memory and they're trying to regain his memory. So it's kind of like... I'm excited and I'm scared is what I would say. It could go either... We could flip a coin. This could be fantastic or terrible, but it probably won't be right in the middle. It's Yeah. But funny to say, they are going to come out with the NFT. You were going to tell For us the... about NFTs. Don. Yeah, no, NFTs, that's... Uh... I don't know. What, is, what does NFT stand for, first of all? 
non-fungible. I've been fiber. excited to say fungible. And and what it fungible. What, what what does that mean for uh, somebody that's you know somewhat technically interested but not necessarily a, an expert in this? What because I I feel like you know a little bit about this, right, Don? A little bit. I just started dabbling into it probably the past three weeks into um, uh, NFTs just because I was more interested in the technology behind it. So if you guys are familiar with Bitcoin and blockchains and stuff like that, uh, NFT, uh, the term, the, uh, the, that, that term comes from um, putting something into the blockchain and sending it to someone, and then you will be the rightful owner through a smart contract. So when we first started playing Bitcoin, probably me and you guys and started playing Bitcoin, there was no smart contracts, there wasn't something like that, but we did know about blockchains. Any transaction that was done through Bitcoin is recorded through the blockchain, mm -hmm. correct? Right. This is the same thing, but with art. So basically, somebody could draw a picture, put it onto um, the NFT, create a contract for someone, like a bank would, and sell you this picture for whatever you think is worth or whatever he's that person is selling it for. So if I draw a picture of a toast with a question mark and exclamation mark, so, and yeah, and I decided to sell this and create a contract to Jeremy and say like, hey, look, I want you to buy my non-fungible token, this picture for $50. You'll give me $50 worth of Ethereum you get the picture. It's in your ledger. It's in your wallet. You know, it's in your transaction, everything. Nobody could take that away from you. And now you own this picture in trade of this $50 that you gave me. And this whole transaction is transparent. And now somebody else wants it. You could create a smart contract and sell it to Pat, you know. And that's how the NFT came about because it's now we're using my picture it for back. more. <laughs> yeah, but... But I mean, in the meantime, this is a, a GIF or a GIF, depending on how you, you know, yeah, yep. depending on whatever you can, you can, other people can still have this, but they're not the owners. They're more like, they're just kind of have it. What, how does that, how does yes. that work? It's just. So in the NFT world, nobody likes the right click and save. Okay. Because technically you bought something and they see this picture, you own it, but they're like, oh, you know what? I'll just right click and save it. And now it's my picture too. We don't like them because yes, you can do that, but they still don't right. own it. They still don't have the rights to it. They don't have the actual image in their possession. So, in, so, in a sense, so if, if just let's say this guy, I'm making a commercial for something else. Like, okay, I want this. I want the uh, question mark exclamation point butter butter what uh, toast logo. If I want this on my mm -hmm. in my. Um, commercial and I need the rights to it they have to come to me if I bought that and then and then they can use it is that is that kind of where the value is okay correct. correct okay correct a lot of the times it's like that depending on how the contract is written up just like music records or like music industry um when they write a contract to like a singer are they allowed to reuse their music not reuse their music that's how the the contract on the smart contract is written up in a way where are you allowed to do certain things? It's all written inside there. So if some, if you are the rightful owner of this picture and the contract is written out that nobody could use this picture unless you allow them to, it's written in the contract itself. You know, just like uh, open source licensing, mm -hmm. 
like uh, there's GPL3 mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's similar to that when you're writing a contract. You have to also write down what type of contract this is, how much use are you allowed, is it 100%, do you only own 50% of this picture? Like stuff like that. Like when Epidemic Sound tells me I can only use my, the music I download in YouTube videos that are on my channel and not anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that. So how to make money off this is that there are a lot of marketplaces that you could buy and sell these pictures. And say you purchased a picture for you know, half an Ethereum, which is $2,000. A week from now, this picture became desirable. You could resell this picture back into this marketplace for more money. And that's how people are actually trading their art and making more money as they go. And if you are the original creator, you could also write a contract, which a lot of people do. Every time this item gets traded, you get 2% of the cut. Oh, that's nice. So the contract states that, hey, look, this girl drew a picture of these girls she sold it to somebody. She gets the money for that. Then she gets a 2% cut. And then every time when that person sells it to another person, that original creator gets another 2% cut. And it goes forth and goes forth. That's how these people who are creating NFTs are making a lot of money is because they're able to involve themselves even after so, the sale. So is that, is that all automated with the, con the contract that you put? Is that all automated or does that somehow manually have to be done? All, all automated. automated. It's within the blockchain because that contract is stating that this person will always get 2% or this wallet will always get 2%. So it's in the contract. Anytime it makes a transaction, it automatically goes to that person. Interesting. So what, what's your... And you can't hide it. So you've been learning about this. What's your... I guess, have you done anything with it? Are you are you involved in it? Have you... I've played around with it. I dabbled around. I bought some NFTs. I sold some. I think within the past two weeks... I mean, I don't... I got really lucky. So don't even use me as an uh, example. But within the last two weeks, I made over thirteen thousand nice dollars. Just oh, good job. Just trading, but I got really lucky. It's not. Uh, I don't have no secret potion. I don't. I can't tell you how to buy and sell. This is not a life decision thing. Yeah, don't yeah. Jump you didn't into even have to run because... a successful Kickstarter to do that. <laughs> to make twelve thousand seven hundred eighty-two dollars. Um, I hope I didn't get that but... number right. Like I said, I, I just got really lucky with um, getting involved. I have some friends who are into it. They told me, like, this is what you need to do, and I kind of, like, picked it up. But I do love the technology behind it, and this is going to be the future. NFTs is literally just scratching the surface of what uh, smart contracts can do. So what we're really talking about in a whole is Web3. Web3 is what this whole thing is, Web3.0. So right now, we're currently in Web 2.0, which is Ajax. Uh, Facebook hosts their own servers, Google hosts their own servers, um, whatever, HSBC hosts their own servers, right? Everybody hosts their own servers, then we hit the servers to retrieve the information, right? So that's Web 2.0. Now, what does this say? Say WhatsApp. WhatsApp has their own servers. We're, we use WhatsApp to chit-chat and stuff like that, and their messages are encrypted. But what does this say WhatsApp doesn't have a decrypt button? right behind them. We don't know because we don't have any access or know-how yep. to their servers. In the future, which Web3 will come about, everything will be on a blockchain. You will know where this information is hosted, where this mm -hmm. information is going, who's receiving the information, who's requesting the information, uh, you know, is the information encrypted? You will know all this. This is all part of like a Web3 infrastructure. So 
it's going to hit us big when it comes. Interesting. So I guess, I guess just thinking about the, the monetary value of it, it, you know, to me, it's like, you know, okay, you get this, this asset, this digital asset, you're selling it, this and that. It's almost, almost the same thing as Bitcoin, except in a way backed by something, if that makes any sense. Correct. That's, that's, that's. Yes. No, that's a hundred percent. There's these pictures that are, there's these famous artists that draws them, puts them as an NFT. His name is behind his art. And this art is worth a lot of money because his name is behind the art. So it's not just nothing. But, it's, it's, there is some. But it's almost like a different type of currency, almost like an alternative to Bitcoin or to cryptocurrency in a way. Is that? Yeah, you could that, say that. Because once you're holding this picture, this picture is valued at what? You could technically say this is a token, you know, like this is my right. money. Hmm. But a huge part of NFT to get into the deeper side of it is, um, the community, okay? So when you own a specific NFT, you are part of that community that makes you more known or whatever it is, that, that community. So um, there's this huge one called CryptoPunks or Baby Yacht Club. These two are really popular right now. And just to buy one is half a million dollars, USD. You know, it's not like... 40 uh, Ethereum. It's, it's insane amount of price just to get one of these things. But once you buy one, you are exclusively a part of that group, which is like you going to a co yeah. golf club or a golf yacht. Joining, or, you know, a, like joining a golf club. Yeah, joining a country club that is exclusive to these people who has this particular pass. That's what you get when you have specific NFTs. Not all of them are like that, but a lot of them is part of these exclusivity things. They host their own parties. They have their own, um, you know, information that you can't get a hold of because you're part of that exclusive group. So having that particular NFT sometimes is more valuable than selling it because you are able to get in on that group. So, so in that case, it's not a piece of art or any sort of digital thing. It's it's a membership, basically. Is yes, there are some that uses it as a membership. So that group. is okay, interesting. So it can be anything really. I mean, I guess it couldn't be mm -hmm. it, it couldn't be anything, be anything physical, or, or or could it? Uh, not really physical. It's all digital on chain, so it's on blockchain. Unless somebody decided to make it like took the art and turned it into a physical piece of art, then yeah. But still, everything you do on NFTs are digital. Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. That's, that's something that I. Well, okay. First, another question. You said something about the Matrix being an NFT. What is what is uh what is up with that? Oh. So Matrix is dropping soon. Sure. Uh, I forgot what day, but the day that they're supposed to drop, if you're like the first uh, viewers or something like that, or the one that got the, uh, what do you call those uh, tickets? Uh, ticket holders or whatever, like you bought them beforehand. Um, I... They will give you an NFT for the Matrix, like a token or something. I don't know. They never dropped the picture, so I don't know how it looks, but you are getting an NFT. This is like that uh, thing I saw in Imager. A bunch of times recently where they took a screenshot of the the prizes for some LAN party you know hundred dollars hundred and hundred fifty dollars for first place fifty dollars for second place and third place was ten Bitcoin and you know that was nothing that was 50 cents at the time you know or something right yeah. but oh man yeah Imagine exactly but that's what they're doing a lot of movies are doing it I think uh um, Matrix was doing it. 
uh, Budweiser just dropped their own NFT. So Budweiser um, just did an NFT. Um, and now, like, a lot of sports teams are doing NFTs as well. Hmm. Yeah. And then you're basically allowed to buy. Basically, Budweiser did their um, anniversary edition. So from the 60s, they have each can. So they took a picture of each can from the 60s all the way till now and turned each can into an NFT. So when you bought it, you get a particular can, and you can sell them back out if you want. But they got all the pictures really of the can. It's fascinating to see what happens to this. Is it e- gonna even, be... from the se- even from the 70s, 50 years ago? <laughs> yeah. 50 years ago, 30 years ago, in my standards. <laughs> yeah, are these going to be... This will be fascinating. Are these going to be worth a fortune, or are they going to be Beanie Babies? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we don't know. Well, yeah. Anything else? Uh, anything else you wanted to add, Don? I we're about. I guess we're about. I don't feel like we've uh, had a pretty yeah. good interview. So <laughs> no, um, we'll probably save the rest for another interview. Oh. Probably yeah, we should definitely yeah, do this for, again for, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, Don, work work when you find you. Oh, oh, I didn't even ask. You are Nova Spirit Tech. Where did you get that name anyway? You said it was from your your website, but but. Well, I've always used that name since as long as I can remember. I don't even remember how long, but I'm always into sci-fi. Okay. Sci-fi has always been my thing. Um, everything I love to do is science fiction, whatever. So Nova Spirit just kind of worked in the name of how I was creating most of my stuff. Where, you know, like you see an explosion in the oh, sky, right. there's yeah. like a lot of particles. So it's kind of like, you know, Nova Spirit. So that's, that's where it came about. And then when I started doing tech tutorials, that's where the tech okay. came in at the end. All right. So it's really most of my things are just Nova okay. Spirit. Okay. Well, yeah, sounds awesome. So, uh, so cool. And and we can find you on YouTube if we look up Nova Spirit. Is that is that accurate, Don? Yeah, if you look up Nova Spirit or Nova Spirit Tech, you could definitely find all my channels and or Nova anything. Spirit TV if you want to see some stuff about Hong Kong and, and Macau, I guess, right? So yeah, yeah I hear Nova I have Spirit to find TV a Nova Spirit, and Nova Spirit gaming. Gaming. Yeah, for the Linux gaming stuff. I'm trying to get in on that before the stream deck starts becoming popular. Are you excited about the stream deck? In a sense, I am. am, But I've played with portable devices, and they're not always the greatest. So I'm reserving my comments for that one. I love my Switch, and I would love to have a better Switch. (laughs) And I would love all my games that I already play to be portable. I haven't pre-ordered one, though, so I'm not that excited. So... Don, one more question. What what is your favorite game on Linux? Since you mentioned it, since you mentioned there. Hmm. What is my favorite game on Linux? F- Funniest thing is, I like simple games. Very very simple. Like right now, I've been playing Age of Empires Four. That's that's my Real-time that's my strategy. game. That's available on Linux. Um, uh, it works really? on Linux. Yes, I actually made a video on how okay. to install it. Um. But my favorite game is Fast and Light. Oh, FTL's FTL. fantastic. Oh, I, that's a great game. That's a good game for sure. Yeah. It works for, it's so simple, but it just works and you just get through a level. And it's so congratulating when you get so far. And, you know, yeah. you know what I, know what, I, mean. I know what you, you mean. Know what that's, I mean. A, that's a cool game. Don, one of, my, one of my good friends, he said FTL was so hard, just not easy. He, it took him weeks to get to the end. He didn't know to hit the space bar to pause. He was just oh doing it real time, just <laughs> clicking as fast as he could, and he made it. He he got 
he finished, you know, he won. Yeah, somehow. So oh, he made, he, did. he made it so difficult. <laughs> I heard the internet told me that the space bar, Jeremy, is the Captain Picard button, the make it so button. You pause it, you give everybody orders, and then you hit make it so. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. I always played it on the iPad, so I didn't. I guess I didn't. They must I guess have I was a pause playing it without... too, right? Well, I didn't know about it. I don't know about the iPad. So I, uh... I stumbled across the space bar because I was doing something. I hit it, and then it paused. I was like, "Yeah, Wait. <laughs> I could give it in." Oh, okay. I did. Okay, so I never played it with that either. So. Oh I guess, my goodness, uh... Jeremy! You're making. I thought it, it was you're pretty doing hard. hard mode on on easy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's easy. Maybe it's easier on the iPad to can you know whatever compensate for that i don't know mm -hmm. um well we know where we can find don what about you pat where can we find where can we find you uh, i have a youtube channel jeremy but i never upload anything we've been doing i don't know which side i can't see it because the screen's funny here but uh we've been uploading a video every week on the butter what channel a little okay. eight, five ten minute video am i pointing the right way i feel like i am I and so. uh We've been doing a good job. I haven't missed a week in 39 weeks so far, so I'm excited about that. And you can find me at patshead.com, and that has links to everything. So that's that's probably good enough. But how about you, Jeremy? Do you have a Kickstarter yeah, so to tell you, us about this week, this month? Yeah, I do. I do not actually. Um, you know, Don Don was nice enough to review my JC Pro Macro Two, helped me uh, helped me get that uh, that going. That was awesome. Um, that's been successful. So. And a few, you know, everybody that pledged, I'll be sending those out soon. And once that's done, I'll probably list it somewhere like, well, it is listed for Tendi for like pre-sale, you know, once I deliver everything. Um, so yeah, if you look up JC Pro Macro 2, you'll find something you can pre-order it. But, you know, really, I'm just going to try to get everybody's, everybody's actual ordered things out soon. So that's, that's been really, really cool. Um, but yeah, you can find me at jeremyscook.com or... Really, if you just look up, if you Google Jeremy S. Cook, I should come up in some some form or fashion. Jeremy, yeah, I added well, the coolest button right. to your macro pad. I don't know how yeah. we missed this. I found a Firefox add-on that focuses the tab that's making noise. So I made a button oh, that switches nice... to Firefox and focuses the tab. So if you know if a that's... Zoom meeting is open or something and somebody's talking, you can just hit the button and it goes right to I'm, yeah, cool. isn't it? I'm, I'm like, I can't believe this works. <laughs> should add, I should add that to my browser. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. Yeah, well, great. Glad you guys right. are enjoying it. So, but yeah, well, it's nice, nice to see you, you guys. Nice, nice to uh, talk to you, Don. Nice to talk to you as always, Pat. So nice to talk to you guys. Thanks, Thanks for coming. Yeah. And yeah. I'm gonna hit the the stop recording button.